0: You.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna brought to you by the Sofa Sports Podcast and the FNX Network. This week I'm joined by two fabulous guests returning to the show Sports Informative and of course Arsenal fan Chris Davison. How you doing mate?
0: Hi Harry mate, I'm good thanks, how are you?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. Still uh a little bit wound up from earlier on. Um, we're recording yeah. a few hours after the Newcastle game. So, you know, it, I, I don't think we've quite fully calmed down yet, but, but we'll see how we get on. And of yeah. course, making his Chronicles debut is a talented young man. His documentary titled A Catalyst for Change had me clapping in a room by myself. My wife even came into the room to ask me what on earth I was clapping at. <laughs> it's the brilliant James Cook. Welcome, mate. How you doing?
2: Cheers, mate. I'm fantastic. Uh, well, as I was saying before, mixed emotions. But uh, yeah, delighted to have, uh, to have myself on And Thanks for the invite
1: and the kind words. No worries at all, mate. You're welcome anytime. Right, Right. Um, James, before we do kick off, um, if you could just tell our listeners where they can find the documentary, because um, a few people have been asking me about it. Um, I put a tweet out a few weeks ago after I watched it. Um, and so if you could just let our listeners know where they can find it so they can head over there and, and check it out.
2: Yeah, of course, mate. Um, The best place to find it would be on my YouTube channel, AFC Game by Game. And uh, I've got a few links on Twitter as well, which um, can easily be found. And my Twitter is at jecook96. So if you look on my YouTube channel, that's probably where you'll find it, AFC Game by Game. But there's also a few links on my Twitter as well.
1: Brilliant. Good stuff. Guys, make sure you check it out. Now, as always, I like to do things in chronological order. So we're going to start with the, the... Europa League quarterfinal tie out in CSK in Moscow the other night. Now, despite qualifying for the semi finals, um, Chris, it wasn't all plain sailing, was it? What did you make of the performance overall? Uh, well,
0: um, in, in typical Arsenal fashion, uh, we made it harder than what it needed to be, didn't we? I mean, um, uh, it did get a little bit nervy. And I think um, anybody who says they weren't getting nervous at a line, to be honest with you, um, and I, I' you know obviously we'd seen what happened in the champions league earlier on in the week as well um with quite a few um shock results and comebacks if you like and i was i was sitting there and I was thinking to myself is, is this really going to happen is there going to be another another big upset um but luckily we hung on hung in there uh, obviously Welbeck and, and Ramsey scored scored the important goals in the end to, to make it more comfortable for us um so um obviously really happy to to go through to progress um but I think the, the real test is going to be, obviously, in, in the next match, um, massive ties against Atletico Madrid. So it'll be very interesting to see uh,
1: how we do. Yeah, totally agree. And we're going to talk about the draw in just a few minutes time. But, James, what did you make of the performance? Because I was actually covering the game um, for SofaSportsNews.com. And, you know, I had to do my player ratings and, and I actually gave Jack Wilshire a three out of ten. A lot of people said I was being a little bit harsh, would you say? I uh, was fair there to give him a three.
2: Yeah, more than fair. I mean, Jack Wilshere had one of his most underwhelming performances in an Arsenal shirt, and from my perspective, as a guy that absolutely loves Jack Wilshere, to see him play in that manner, it's just—it's not really Jack Wilshere. It has been in recent weeks, and I think it's fair to say that since the turn of the year, he has been, for the most part, under par. But I'm starting to think that maybe the contract situation is just eating away in his head a little bit and it is really frustrating because we know what a great player he can be on his day but is he potentially going to be a cause for concern and that's a real worry heading into these big games against um atletico because if he's not bringing his a game to the table and we saw him rested today so he's obviously in Benga's plans to play in those games it's uh it, it is worrying but over the course of uh the game against cska it was not the best ask performance but um you know, it was kind of worth going two nil down to see us come back and and win the tie in that fashion. Brilliant goal from Danny Welbeck and, and a just as good goal from Aaron Ramsey as well. So, very poor first sixty minutes, but very good of the team to claw it back and uh, see
1: out the tie comfortably in the end. Yeah, of course. I mean, for me, I think the best player on the pitch was was Alexander Golovin of um, of CSKA Moscow. You know, I thought he was fantastic. He showed some some great touches. He showed maturity. Uh, he showed awareness of what's going on around him and. You know, usually I get so caught up in the emotions that it's hard to to sort of praise your opponent's players. But looking at Golovin, I, I thought he was fantastic. I don't know how much you guys know about him, but Chris, um, did you, is he someone that stood out to you in that game?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think he he looked right in the first leg as well. He scored um scored a fantastic free kick, and um I I, I said uh, in the, in the um when we played him in the first first leg. Um, I said um, it'll be interesting to see how he does because um, we've we looked at him um, last season. Um, and he was he was really doing well. He's getting linked with quite a few clubs, um, and we were certainly ones that were keeping and still are keeping a close eye on him. And um, yeah, I said it would be interesting to see how he does. And then he went over and scored that great uh, free kick, and he had a, a fantastic game the other night as well. Um, definitely a, a definitely a player that um, we should keep a close eye on. Um, he, he looks brilliant um obviously still quite young as well so um yeah you know he, he really stood out um out of the CSK team and um certainly like i said a, a player to keep a keep
1: a close eye on uh in uh, for the future of course i think he's a fantastic talent and i wouldn't be surprised if he lights up the world cup come the summer so be interesting mm-hmm. to see now let's look at the draw for the next round because we got the draw that let's be frank none of us really wanted um mm-hmm. James, how do you assess our chances going into this two-legged tie with Atletico?
2: Before today's game, I was um, I was really confident. And I think it's quite easy to look at today's game and be easily distracted from the real picture. Because in reality, the team that started today, barring an injury crisis, won't be the one that starts against Atletico. Yeah. We'll have Koscielny back. So the defence will hopefully be a tad more resolute. And we'll have players like Hector Bellerin, Mozart Ozil, Aaron Ramsey, Jack Wilshire all back. Uh, the worry for me is that I think we need to still be consistent in the Premier League in terms of picking up wins and points because I don't want to go into that game with the team not in the best of spirits. It's vital that we keep morale high within the team if we are going to beat Atleti who on their day are capable of beating anyone. Um, When I saw the tie I'll be honest, I wasn't Particularly downhearted because I do think that we've got the, the minerals, if you like, to beat this uh, Atletico side. I don't think they're as good as people are making them out to be, don't get me wrong. I think they're a fantastic side of players like Diego Costa, Griezmann. We shouldn't be underestimating them. That goes without saying. But they are a team that have their weaknesses, particularly in defence. I don't think they're as good as they were. A couple of years back, they've they've lost players like Marinder. Um, So I think we can definitely expose them on, in that sense with the players that we've got in Lacazette, Welbeck, if he continues his good form, Urzil, Ramsey. So it's I don't think it's the end of the world, but I would have much preferred to have them in a one-off game in the final where I know we should be bringing our A game. Um, but across two legs, the way we have been defending recently, if Mustafi in particular doesn't up his game, then I really do worry away from home and at home because they are a team that score goals. They've got some very good attacking players. And I just hope that we show a polar opposite performance
1: to the one that we put in today. Yeah, can't, can't disagree with you there. I mean, this is a team that sits second in La Liga at the moment. And um, it's a debate that I've been having with quite a few people over the past few days since the draw was made. Because, you know, you, you've got at the moment, there's a bit of a divide because there's Arsenal fans that are feeling as though, you know, we are capable. And like you said, James, that we have the minerals to go out there and, and do what's needed. I'm not 100% sure um, that we are good enough to beat Atletico. Um, like you mentioned, they've got some fantastic players. Griezmann, um, Saul Niguez is a very underrated player. Koke, they've got some great players. And, you know, although a lot of people have said that Diego Costa is likely to, to miss out in for at least the first leg, you know, let's not forget that Fernando Torres will be coming into the team and he might be a little bit over the hill, but he's a player with fantastic talent. And, and he's still a player that concerns me, given how bad our defence looks at the moment. Um, also, there's the, there's the Simeone factor, because this is a manager who's proven time and time again that he's very tactically astute. His team's work very hard. Um, he's absolutely worked wonders at Atletico on the budget he's been on to compete with Real Madrid and Barcelona having, you know, a, a shoestring budget compared to what they've got is pretty fantastic. And, and he did win a title as well, which which a lot of people are forgetting. Um, I'll take your point on board, though, James. Perhaps they're not as strong as they were maybe two, three seasons ago even. Um, but this is still a, a mammoth task that we have in front of us. And I, at first, I wanted to play them in, in just a one-off game. But the more I think about it, the more I think the home leg having a home leg in this will, will be beneficial for us and and fingers crossed we can get the job done. Now, Chris, um, are you pleased at the first legs at home or would you have preferred to play the other way round and have travelled out to Madrid first? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy to sit at home first. I think... Um,
0: we, we know it's going to be tough, um, and um, you know, I said the other day, the, the, the squad, um, no, it's not going to be easy at all. Um, I think they it's sort of expected now when it, when it gets to the sort of final few stages of a major European competition, you know, it's never going to be easy. And um, whoever you come across, um, whoever you come up against, um, it's going to be a tough task. So um, I'm hoping they're going to be um, very much up for it. Um, they should be. They've got this far. Um, We've just got to keep fighting now, just got to keep um, pushing to the limit and and do as well as they can do because, you know, what else have we got to fight for this season? I think, you know, the team realises, Wenger realises, the whole club realises that if we can go far in this competition, put in some uh, cracking performances, especially against these top, top teams, then, um, you know, it it does pay off a little bit of what has been a very disappointing season. So I think if we go to the Emirates first leg, um, really give it our all don't get me wrong we've got to give it our all over the, over the two legs um but um if we can go to the emirates um put in a really good performance just um score as many goals as we can um obviously try not to concede try and keep defensively solid which i think is going to be a bit of a challenge for us um you know i'm hoping um obviously it will make a lot of, a lot of a
1: lot of things much easier for us going into the second leg yeah no completely agree but i'm just concerned that you know i think obviously in any european tie you're always wary of conceding those away goals but i just think <laughs> the way we're currently set up and with the the personnel that we have available to us i think we just have to go out there and, and try and blow them off the park james mm-hmm. what do you think how would you approach this particularly the first leg at the emirates how would you approach it
2: um I- I see what you're saying, but I don't think I'd go all guns blazing. I think we've got to be conservative in a sense because there are going to be patches throughout the game, undoubtedly, where Madrid have chances and they are going to cause us problems. With the players that they've got up top, I mean, it's inevitable that they will harm us at some point in the game. But the priority for us is, of course, not to concede. Because if we concede more than one, then it makes this tie incredibly difficult for us. Um, and that's you know, not even counting how many goals that we might score because they, they're they quite resolute at the back as well so us scoring is going to be a mammoth task in itself but at home we've proved we we're very good this season there's um there's a league table of teams that performed at the top level at home and I think we're in second place in that so we've shown that we can get results and with the players at our disposal I'd hope we'd at least get a two goal advantage which as I say is no easy task but it's something that I think is realistic if we bring our a game and we've shown that we can do that on um, on the European stage despite not getting past the last 16, but I don't think it's naive of me to say that even last season, when we lost five, one at home to Bayern Munich, that first 10, 15 minutes from us, even though it was short lived was quite exhilarating from Arsenal. Um, I just hope that we're able to bring that top class performance and, uh, and really harm this, this athletic side, but it won't be easy. And, you know, it's vital that we have a sellout crowd. The the fans are behind the team because it it is all we've got this season. And uh, getting that home leg out of the way with a clean sheet will be, will be vital. And, I think that the big talking point is going to be who starts in defence because based on today's performance and based on recent performances, Mustafi, I still think there's a good player in there. I still think there's a player that needs to be coached into him, essentially, but I'd be really inclined to go with Cashelny and one of holding or Chambers um, because I'm just really, I'm really nervy whenever Mustafi's in the team because he just has
1: a mistake in him every single game by the looks of it. That's right. And he seems to affect the confidence of the whole defence because There's no doubt he's not performing at the moment, but if you're Diego Simeone now and you're sitting there, you know, in in sunny Spain and and watching our performance today, I'm sure he would have smelt some blood. You know, he's probably going to come to the Emirates stadium thinking that, you know, we can go out there and hurt this team and perhaps that'll work to our advantage. Perhaps it will draw Atletico out a little bit. Um, The fact that they'll, they'll be confident of scoring. Who knows, um, but let's talk about today's game. Um, we're recording a few hours after the, the the defeat at the hands of Newcastle. We lost 2-1. Um, despite an encouraging start now, let's talk about the team selection. Um, Chris, I was not surprised to see players dropped uh, or rested, I should say, because, you know, we did play on Thursday night. But given that we don't have another game now until next Sunday, are you surprised at how many changes Arsenal made? um
0: yes and no i mean like you said we've obviously got a bit of a break now um i said on twitter when i when the team news came out i said it is it don't get me wrong i do like seeing um the youngsters being involved a bit more um it will boost their confidence um and it's obviously good to see them being given a chance um i think um we're at a stage you now in, in the uh, Europa League where we, we, we must be very careful with, with the players we have. Um, obviously, we don't want any major injuries to anyone else because obviously the, the Mkhitaryan one's taken a bit. Obviously, that, took, that was a bit of a blow to us. Um, so I think it's it's important that we don't lose players like um, Ramsey Ozil, Koscielny, etc. Um, we have got to be careful. Um, and I said, you know, Yes, we have a bit of a break now. Um, but it is important that we keep those important players um fit and, and ready to go. Um because we are at that stage now in, in Europa League where we, we we need those big names um because if not we will struggle. Um obviously we saw that today. We did struggle. Um we we, we did
1: miss players like Ramsey, Ozil Yeah, and Koshelny at the back. James, what did you make of Willock's performance today? Because he was given an opportunity. I didn't feel he grabbed it with two hands. What did you make of his performance this afternoon?
2: I was really excited to see him getting into the team, first and foremost. I think it's really good that the one kind of silver lining we can take from the end of this Premier League season is that players like Nelson, Willock... Maitland-Niles and Ketia are going to get chances. So I was pleased to see him included in the team. And I think it was quite good that he was included in a midfield where you would hope he'd get a lot of protection. Jacquin on any playing alongside him. And I don't think it was the worst of starts for him. Um, that's probably because the team looked quite comfortable in that opening 15, 20 minutes. But when we were under the cosh, when we conceded that goal, Willock's a player that's impressed me for the most part when he's played in the first team this season in the Europa League. But he just looked out of his depth. And it's a shame because... Um, Things like that can harm a player's confidence. But on the flip side, he does need to learn from these experiences. He is only 18 years old, so we shouldn't judge him so uh, rashly just yet. He's a player that does excite me. He's very, very tall and uh, physical for his age. I think he might still need a bit of bulking up to do but there's definitely a good player in there. And I think that, you know, there could be a, a long-term partnership with, you know, someone like Maitland-Niles in the midfield if he's to break through as well. So he's a player that does excite me. Just wasn't really his day. But then again, it wasn't really the team's day either today.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I remember when we were both on the same old Arsenal together and Craig asked us, you know, about who we were most excited to see from the, the sort of the young crop of players. And I was really excited to see Willick. I, I just felt that today, like you said, he was out of his depth a little bit. Um, and it's very important, you know, th- th- this is what shapes a player. You know, how does he come back from this? Does he react by sort of getting his head down, working that, that extra bit harder? Or does he let it affect him? And I think that is what separates... Those who make it and those who don't make it—it's that mental strength and the ability to overcome a little bit of a setback, I guess you could say. Now, Chris, today did did Lacazette and Aubameyang prove again that you know they can play together and and there is a way of accommodating both of them?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think uh, most of the majority of fans really wanted to see them start together play um you know i think um obviously with the, the the goal we did score the only goal we did score um it was a it was a lovely touch by bamiang and a great ball in to find lacazette and lacazette finished well um look we both know they're they're very pacey um players um they're both clinical finishers um Aubameyang works a bit harder than lacazette for me um i think you know lacazette still works hard but um you know a has got the pace um he's a lot quicker and uh, and um you know with Lacazette he likes to hold it up um hold the ball up and um maybe find a pass. um so i think um yeah i think that they they can start together uh no doubt about it and um that like i said um both clinical finishes and i think they they can cause a lot of problems to the premier league side i mean Today, Harry, I mean, I, I think, and I've said, I've said it before, and I've seen it with many other games this season. Now, our forward line is not a problem now. It, 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 isn't, it isn't an issue for me. Um, maybe you can question a uh, we starting, and maybe you can question that then someone else needs to be in his role, but obviously M- Mkhitaryan's injured at the moment anyway. But for me, it, it, the ultimate problem is, is the defence. Um, looking at today, we, we were again all over the place. Um, Mustafi um, is and can be quite a liability at some times and um, you know I think um, it it needs to be massively improved in the summer Um, for what we've seen from what we've heard it's definitely being looked at already we've been looking at a number of players in that area um, to come in so um, you know I think it will be uh, mostly defensive um, you know areas that will be looked at and improved in for the summer but but like when you see ozil ramsey um mkhitaryan abamiang lacazette all going forward for us all all available for us going forward you know it it we should be doing so much better than we should you know than we are because that is all of those players are, are top top class and um we should be doing uh better than we should be especially with those type of players and um, you know scoring goals, I don't think is a is a problem with us. You know going forward, yeah. the problem is defensive, defensive areas.
1: Of course, and and a shocking statistic that we've not taken a single away point in 2018, and we've got the lowest across all yeah. four divisions in that period, mm-hmm. which is that's horrendous. I mean, James, we've spoken about Chris has spoken there about our defensive frailties and stuff but it's not just a personnel issue is it it's a system problem as well isn't it it's the way the team is set up would you agree with that
2: yeah I think I think that's been the the problem for a long time I mean we've got one of Arsenal's greatest ever centre-halves on the bench in Steve and yet at the play with the players we've got at his disposal they're just not coached at all they just don't look drilled they don't seem to have any idea what they're doing in that back line and that's a real worry that's a real, real worry it's individual errors as well as um errors that derive from the system and i think there's problems in midfield still i still don't think we've got a complete balance in the midfield yet although i think we're finding that a bit more towards the end of the season we're seeing some form coming uh from Mohamed Onene who i thought was again fairly decent today for the most part granite jack is looking a little bit more convincing in recent weeks um but I still think there's a real lack of cohesion and balance in this side. When I first saw the team sheet today, I was, you know, struck by what I thought was a four-three-one-two with Jacka Willock and uh, El Nelly playing in behind uh, behind Alex Awobi, and then in front of them you'd have Lacazette and Aubameyang. And I thought that was quite a, a fairly balanced side. But when I saw that, it was in fact a four-three-three with uh, Aubameyang shoehorns onto the left, and then a rather unnatural winger and Awobi on the right. It just it doesn't really make sense to me. And those wide players that constantly want to cut in as well, you've got those inverted wingers. It just, it, it doesn't work for Arsenal. And it's been the case for so, so long. I mean, I remember back in the 2015-16 season where we had Fair Wilcox playing on the left-hand side. It's a problem that's gone on for ages and hasn't been rectified. And I honestly don't think we'll get solved until we get a new manager. Um, but again, it's, it, it comes down to to balancing the team. And uh, I still think, despite the defensive issues at the club, we, we need wide men. We're really lacking in that department because Welbeck, Although he's known for playing on the left, isn't really an out-on-out winger. He's always looking to cut inside. The same for a Wobi, the same for a Bamiyang. Mkhitaryan's a, more of a number 10, but can play on, on the right or the left. Um, it's great to have all these creative players, but none of them bring whip to the side. And you look at Liverpool, you look at City, their most dangerous players Asane, Sterling, Mane, players that cut in from, from the wings and and, and provide whip at the same time. And we, we're, we're really lucky in that department.
1: Yeah, completely agree. There is a real lack of natural width there. Now, James, just before I move on to Chris, what did you make of Wenger's comments after the game? Because he said it was baffling. He blamed Thursday, even though, you know, Chambers holding um, Xhaka, Willock, Aubameyang uh, didn't play. Um, it sounds a bit of uh, a pathetic excuse, doesn't it? Sometimes I just wish he would sort of... Have a little bit more respect for the supporters in the sense that, you know, he he doesn't try to pull the wool over our eyes all the time and, and, and come up with things like it's baffling when we've just sat here for a good half an hour so far discussing the countless problems that we saw.
2: Yeah, I'm not particularly surprised by his comments. Whatever he says now at this point just comes as no real shock to me after some of the things he said this season. The, the real moment for me where I realised Arsene Wenger was starting to lose the plot a little bit was um, that press conference before Bayern Munich where he was quizzed and then he, he asked the, the press person why you know he was asking him the question and he famously comes out with, because it's your press conference Arsene. I mean, it's not the first time that this has happened with regards to Arsene Wenger. So Um, Not particularly shocked by his comments at all. Uh, It's naive to blame Thursday's performance, considering the amount of players that didn't play on Thursday night and those that did play um, didn't really seem too fatigued by the game. So, yeah, poor from Wenger really does need to phrase his choice of words with a bit more regard to the fans and a bit more respect to the opposition as well, because let's not take anything away from Newcastle. They were a lot better than us, particularly in that second half. Um, So, yeah, uh, typical Wenger, I suppose
1: yeah that's right now chris we've spoken a lot this evening about mustafi and how poor he's been Mm. and i thought for the first goal Mm. in particular you know it says the ball comes across he's completely lost track of iosi perez and it's well i wouldn't say lost track because he wasn't marking him in the first place i'd say he was unaware of the run unaware of the player's position the ball's come across and it looks as though he's gone to clear it with the outside of his right foot which is unnatural um, oh, I tweeted earlier on in the day that I felt that this is not the first time we've seen him looking uncomfortable on his wrong side when dealing with a ball like that. Um, you know, if he'd swung his left boot at it, he either makes contact with the ball or he at least gets in the way of Perez's run, I think. Maybe maybe if he doesn't win the ball, at least he, he puts him off, puts some sort of challenge in there. <sighs> I don't know. What, what, what would you do with the German international? Because this has been going on for quite some time now. I've always been concerned about Mustafi as a defender. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Thomas Vermaelen. If you cast your mind back, a player fantastic on the ball, dangerous in the opposition's penalty area, but just makes rash decisions and 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 has a poor understanding and poor reading of the game. I guess. What would you do with him if you were Arsene Wenger right now? Um, well. <sighs> It's something like
0: James put on a said a minute ago. Um, you know, it's it's been a little bit concerning. Um, look, when you look at our defensive problems, um, you know, I know Mustafi, he has been one player that has been highlighted as, you know, a liability and simply not good enough at times. But, you know, obviously most of the, the defensive line has been poor, you know, for the majority of times. And, you know, I, I've, I've got to question Steve Bold. I really, I really have. And, I, you know, I, I, I never like questioning the people, you know, um, you don't never want to be questioning people seriously over and over again at, at the football club but i i look at him it's not just um you forget about on the training field i'm um, you know they, they need to be getting into these players they need to be instructing them what to do um and they need to really you know if a player is, if, if a player keeps on making the same mistakes you would you think they'd address it straight away so it, you know it prevents it from happening again it's just like Southampton the other week Mustafi got in a complete muddle you know Shane Long you know made him look like a complete idiot and um, Southampton got the goal from it um, you know I, I just want Steve Ball to get up you know I hardly see him get up on a technical area sometimes he's just sitting there chewing his gum and I feel like you know yes fingers the manager he's got to give out his instructions but Steve Ball's the assistant coach, as well. He needs to take some responsibility, especially for the defensive line, because obviously that's where he more specialises in. If you like, um, and um, it just week in week out, I'm just not seeing anything change with this defence. They're making the same mistakes. You know, Mustafi's looking like a liability, like we said, like you're saying, like your concern is. Um, you know where where, why aren't we addressing these problems what what is the problem you know i think Venga said something after the game saying yeah all right i've got to be honest we're not looking that good you know um balance wise maybe our defense is 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 not good you know balance wise and it's how long has it taken him to realize this i mean every single week we concede silly silly sloppy goals that you know we shouldn't even be talking about because it's just pathetic and it's just getting repetitive and boring what would i do with mustafi i'd want to train him properly and not just him him himself the whole the whole defensive line because it you know we can talk about certain players individual players but for me it's just getting so boring now we're making these silly mistakes um every week near enough and it is what is our main problem at the minute you know we're we're leaking so many silly goals and it's that is part of the, the, the problem, part of the, the downfall at Arsenal Football Club at the minute because it's been atrocious.
1: Yeah, it's a collective issue, isn't it? It's a collective issue. Yeah. Um, You know, if you think about it, it's, you know, something that I always cast my mind back to. I, I don't know if you guys remember after the Manchester United game at the Emirates earlier on in the season, where I think we were 2-0 down within 11 or 12 minutes or something like that. Um. Yeah. Now, there was a game the week after, I think it may have been Southampton away. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head. But there was a game the following week where, once again, we started completely, you know, asleep when it came to defending. And we conceded an early goal. And when Arsene Wenger was asked about it post-match, he turned around and said that, you know, I think last week was playing on the defender's mind. Uh, We try not to talk about these things too much as... So we don't make a bigger issue of it than it actually is. And I was standing there scratching my head. So what Arsene Wenger is actually saying is that when we make defensive errors that we seem to make over and over and over again, he doesn't address them for fear of causing a, a greater problem. I mean, James, doesn't that completely drive you mad just hearing things like that?
2: Yeah, it, Yeah. really, with regards to defence, I mean, it, it's been a long-standing issue. Um, not just this season, but as I said before, in seasons gone by, it's uh mm. it's something that definitely needs to be drilled. And we don't just need someone like Steve Bowles to help this team. We need proper defensive management. I don't think we've got that in a minute. Arsenal Wenger, we know, is a very attacking driven manager. And I think that beyond Steve Bowles, we we need a proper defensive, defensive guy that can come in and drill these players and get them working as a unit. Because I don't think it's so much the individuals. I do think Mustafi, um I, I don't want to use the excuse that he's a World Cup winner because for the most part, that World Cup, let's be real, he didn't play a great part in it, but he is a player that has been part of occasions like that and I think he is a very good player on his day, but I, I sincerely think that someone like him, someone like Chambers, really needs to be drilled to get the best out of them because they're not coached and it's very hard for them to get those individual errors out of the game when they're simply not being told that that, that something's going wrong for them. If we are as naive to think as you say that we should just get rid of those problems and just ignore them. Of course, they're going to happen week upon week because it's not being trained out of them, it's just insanity in yeah. is doing the same thing over and over again. It's that famous quote, and it seems to be the case at Arsenal. But, um, despite that, I think Koscielny's time at Arsenal is uh, slowly but surely coming to an end. I think we need we desperately need a powering, imposing center half in the summer. Um, but I, I am encouraged by the young crop of centre-halves. We've got Callum Chambers, only 23 years old. We've got a player in Rob Holding as well, who, let's not forget, was a part of a back three last season that performed very admirably towards the end of the campaign. And we've still got players uh, in, in in the reserve, like Christian Bielik and Mavro Panos, who I think will break into this first team in a couple of seasons' time. So um, I worry for those younger players because I want them to be coached. I want them to have the best possible careers they can have. But... At a club like Arsenal, in its current guise, I don't think they're going to be made into the defenders that we want to see them become.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's spot on. I mean, you know, we're in the Europa League semifinals. Who cares about the Premier League anyway, I guess? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's my way of uh, making myself feel better. Right, guys, that brings us to the end of episode 13. A huge thank you to Chris and James. Uh, James, fine with yourself. I know you gave it on at the top uh, top of the show, but do you want to give our listeners your Twitter handle?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, First of all, thanks for having me on, Harry. Really appreciate it. Uh, My Twitter is
1: at jecook96. Lovely. Uh, Chris? Um, My Twitter handle is at c11davison lovely good stuff get following these two guys both great lads and both got a great knowledge of this football club um so make sure you do follow them you can follow us on twitter at chronicles underscore afc my personal twitter is at harry simu s-y-m-e-o-u um only us greeks can spell such complicated surnames so i always feel the need to spell it out um of course aside from the usual platforms we are now available on Acast, which is a uh, excellent platform so check us out on there. And I'd also ask if you do listen on iTunes, please, please, please leave us a review. They're so helpful to the cause um, and helpful in terms of getting the show out there to as many people as possible. And one last request from me, um, our uh, sister podcast, Sofa Sports, is up for nomination for the football blogging awards. So if you could head over to at SofaSportsPod on Twitter, there are instructions there on how to vote. Um, it's a great podcast. It's got some great guests. Even if I do host it myself, I will say that because it is. Um, so do head over there, check it out. And until next time, ta as they say in Newcastle, I think. chronicles of aguna we've been speaking to the guys from the new football fan app hdmm i'm pleased to say we've been able to form a fantastic partnership with the amazing statistics and data they gather from their users we'll be able to share with you guys exactly how the fan base is feeling so in order to make this work we simply need you the listeners to download it you can find it on both the app store and the play store whilst you're there check out the brand new feature fan time the button and record your response to the latest question on the dashboard former gunners player perry groves is on there at the moment remember to get your predictions in on the pitch MM app for the next game and with your participation we look forward to discussing the latest stories and what the fans really think hdmm download it now and have your opinions heard